0: This is the Sea to Sky Podcast. Who are the people in your
1: neighborhood? In your neighborhood. In your neighborhood. Welcome to another People in the Neighborhood. My name is Marcus and I'm sitting here with Sarah, who's the owner of the Squamish Dance Center, SDC. You've probably seen some kids running around with their, with their apparel on and uh, you've become quite a thing in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. I know my girls come here, so.
0: We started in January 2016. Um, we opened up with, it was pretty quick when we opened up, Um, We didn't have any resources, we just opened up the studio, got going, it took off from there. So we started in one small studio with about 87 students, I think. And we're here now, we've just finished our studio expansion to a third studio with, I think today, we are counted 408 students.
1: And that's like in a very short time. That's a fast expansion. Did yeah. you, did, what did, Was there anything special you had to do or the fact that there's so many kids in this town?
0: Yeah, I think um, me just putting positive vibes out into the universe all the time. And uh, the rapid growth of Squamish has really been beneficial. The stars just keep aligning and it's been a great, great ride, great experience. The
1: Squamish is growing and growing and, 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 so is, and so is your programming. So, So I guess basically your challenge is just to adapt to the growth. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Yeah, very much so. Um, I'm lucky enough with the space we're in. We haven't had a setback with the space, which I know some other people are, um, just in business in general. So we've been very blessed that way. Um, Yeah, program-wise, just basically resourcing teachers has been my biggest challenge because it's so hard to find teachers that are qualified in Squamish. So we get a lot of teachers from Vancouver. um, They're all amazing. And we brought in aerials being our newest program, which has taken off. Um, and then we also open up our space to a lot of renters too, which helps accommodate the overflow.
1: Yeah, I guess with such a huge space, I mean, it's it's also like with, with my business, it's the same thing. I try and get my space to be used 24-7, right? You're paying rent on it. You might yes. as well have it generate some income. And it's just amazing, I guess, but yeah, that would be one thing that a lot of businesses face here is is basically staffing, especially at mm-hmm. such a fast growth.
0: Absolutely, yeah, um, especially with the studio growing so quickly. Um, when we opened, we didn't have a super strong teacher base, it was me and two other teachers, so I've had to go from starting with three teachers, I guess, almost three years ago now, to I think we have nine or ten teachers right now, and probably... Four of them are local, out of all those instructors.
1: What kind of programs are you running here?
0: Oh gosh, so many. We have non-competitive and competitive programs. We start from ages two to adults, all the way to grandmas and grandpas. We've got some grandmas here. <laughs> and we do basically everything you can put on your dinner plate, ballet, jazz, tap, acro, hip hop. Um, what else do we have? Contemporary, song and dance. I can't remember them all. There's so many. And <laughs> then we got our kinder program, of course. We have kinder combo, kinder ballet, parent and taught, kinder boys, we have a boys only program, which is awesome.
1: So your age range is pretty much from two to- like... Yeah,
0: yeah, all ages and all levels. Our main goal is to make dance accessible and available to everybody, very inclusive without having to turn anybody away for danceability or their age. We want everybody to have a place to come to under one roof and have some fun dancing.
1: Well, essentially, you would only turn people away because you have lack of space. I mean, that's how fast your growth is. And I think what I like is the fact that you do have the competitive, but it's not on the forefront. Mm -hmm. You don't really push the competition. You have it, but you're more like, you know, let's let's have some fun dancing.
0: Yeah, exactly. Our competitive program um, is fun for us because we still train them at a non-competitive level. So we don't require them to take hours on end of dancing. Um, we don't require them to do exams, anything like that. They can still have their love and passion of dance and grow, still go to competitions. And then with our non-competitive kids, we give them the option. Um, so if they want to take competition classes, they're welcome to. If not, they still get trained the exact same as our competitive team. So we try to keep it very well-rounded for everybody. We want to see all the kids grow and progress and keep and develop that passion of dance going for their whole life. Hopefully we'll see them here for, until they're 90 years old, if I live that long.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've been, you've been a longtime Squamish resident, right? You've been here pretty much all your life.
0: Yes, yeah, I was born and raised in Squamish.
1: When you were a kid, what was available until what's, what's available now?
0: Yeah, for me, um, the studio I grew up dancing in, uh, it was called Still Dancing School of Dance. It was a lovely small studio. I loved my teachers there. Um, We had great opportunities with The classes and the instruction um, but it was very limited to going outside of town to get like we had to go to the city for dance conventions and workshops and stuff not a lot was available in Squamish Um, and it was also limited on the genres. so when I danced I did ballet street which is hip-hop tap and then we had our technique classes like leaps and turns and point Um, so we didn't get a lot of variety there whereas now the kids have we must have like 14 to 18 different styles of dance they can pick and choose from. And one of my things that I'm working really hard on is trying to bring in a lot of variety into the studio, not just with their classes, but lots of workshops that the kids can come take. So one program I'm really excited to be launching this career, this year is called the Healthy Dancer Series. So once a month, I'd like to bring in, I'm coordinating with a few awesome teachers from Vancouver right now, and I'd like to bring them into the studio once a month, um, just to kind of complement their dance training. So things like nutrition, um, yoga, Pilates, what else is there? They have like stretch and strength, um, sleeping, water intake, all those kind of things that would benefit kids to stay healthy for the rest of their life, not just in dancing. So that's one program I'm excited to bring in, which definitely wasn't offered when I took dancing. So basically what I'm doing is it be my dreams through the kids. Whatever I missed out on, I want to give to them and I'll provide them with whatever I wanted to have when I was a dancer that would have benefited me in a lot of ways.
1: Back in Squamish, when I moved here, we didn't have so many kids. It wasn't such a family-oriented mm-hmm. place. And now we have so many families here who and, and so many girls who just want to dance. And, and what I appreciate when, when my girls come here is the fact that there's no pressure. You know, uh, they, they just come to dance and they, they, they just love it. They just love dancing around. So, uh, And that's, and that's it's creating that environment, I think, is very beneficial as well. So not only that you're competitive and you have the nutrition part, it's just all about the fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And that's really great feedback for me to hear from you as a parent. Um, that's definitely my goal here. Uh, My main thing with the studio is I want all of our students to develop that passion and keep the flame going. It's somewhere where I want them to come and be comfortable and feel like they're part of a collective family and community where they're supported in all areas of their life. And we want them to love dance, which is hard to love dance when you're being pressured and you have high expectations from your instructors or even your fellow peers, your fellow dancers. So it's important that they have a place to come in and be creative and express themselves freely without feeling judged and that pressure.
1: So how can parents get a hold of you? Um, Websites, phone numbers?
0: Yeah, we're very um, online based, so we don't do any paper. We veered away from that. So catch us on website, Facebook, swing by the studio. Our doors are always open.
1: Well, thank you. And uh, if you have anything else coming up in the fall that's spectacular? I think you have an open house coming, right?
0: Yes, we do. Um, September 9th. That's a Sunday from 1pm to 4pm. We'll be at the studio. Come check out our new expanded facility. Happy mess. You and your lovely wife will be there for the bouncy castle and face painting. We have, I think, over $1,000 now worth of draw prizes. So you can win some lots of good um, prizes, not just studio base, but I think Freshy will have a prize there. We have some ballroom prizes, some silk prizes. We have Danny from Treeline Ariel, she'll be renting space for us with Ariel Silks. So she has some good things in there. And come check us out. You can check out our space, meet our teachers, just have a good time. It's a good family event for everybody on a Sunday.
1: Sunday, September, May. Thank you very much for taking the time with me today, Sarah.
0: Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. This is the Sea to Sky podcast. If you have a comment or story ideas, please check out our website at SeaToSkyPodcast.com or on Facebook and Twitter at SeaToSkyPodcast. Thank you for clicking us on.